I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to R.I.P. Diets, Season 2, Episode 10. And uh, today, I'm going solo. I do not have a guest for today's show. I decided that I would take this as an opportunity. You know, we're 10 episodes into the second season of R.I.P. Diets. Why don't I take this as an opportunity to have a little mid-season check-in And to talk to you guys about an anxiety that I'm feeling and something that I know many of you are feeling as well, which is spring slash summer body anxiety. And uh, I'm already starting to see this stuff. I'm already starting to see the fitspo. I'm already starting to see the resolutions, people giving up carbs for Lent. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm already feeling this anxiety. So I thought I would come on here and talk to you guys about how to effectively deal with this anxiety about getting in shape for summer, quote unquote. And is my body not going to be beach ready this summer? Or whatever intrusive thoughts that you're having in regards to the spring and summer, whether it's wearing less clothing or going to the beach and being concerned about your cellulite, whatever it is, I'm here to talk you through it. And you guys just, I mean, I know you know this by now, but I feel it too. And sometimes I catch myself feeling like a fraud for having these feelings because I like to think of myself as somewhat inspirational to other people. Um, And I like to show how much progress you can actually make with body image on your own by working really hard at it. But that doesn't mean that I don't have these anxieties too. I just know the right way to deal with it. And I'm going to share that with you today. I have a little list in front of me, all of my tips and tricks for how to cope with spring and summer body anxiety. And we're going to get into that. But First, I want to share something that might be old news to you, but I didn't actually ever talk about it on the show. So here we go. Jonah Hill posted on Instagram a hard post on the grid of a picture of him that was published by the Daily Mail of him surfing. It's like a little split screen, him surfing. And then on the other side, it's him getting out of his wetsuit and his belly is exposed, and it's a very invasive picture, actually, but he hard posted it to the grid. I love that he made this a hard post and not just a story post, because I think this message was so lovely and so important. So he posts this picture from the Daily Mail of him in a wetsuit and then him getting undressed out of the wetsuit, and this is the caption. I don't think I ever took my shirt off in a pool until I was in my mid-30s, even in front of family and friends. Probably would have happened sooner if my childhood insecurities weren't exacerbated by years of public mockery about my body by press and interviewers. So the idea that the media tries to play me by stalking me while surfing and printing photos like this and it can't phase me anymore is dope. 
I'm 37 and I finally love and accept myself. This isn't a good for me post and it's definitely not a feel bad for me post. It's for the kids who don't take their shirt off at the pool. Have fun. You're wonderful and awesome and perfect. All my love. Slow clap for Jonah fucking Hill. I stand Jonah Hill so much. I This is just a quick little side story. Years ago, some old friends of mine, friends that I've known since high school, we were on a trip somewhere and we were, you know, we were gossiping about people from high school. We were swapping stories, kind of comparing notes about what they're up to. You know how you gossip with your old friends and talk about people from high school. I hope I'm not the only one who does that because that would be humiliating. But we were talking about this girl, very popular in high school. She was always really pretty and really smart. And she just, she was that girl next door type of girl that everybody looked up to, but she was also really nice to the point where it kind of upset me a little bit at the time. Because if you see a girl who you think is perfect and she's also super nice to you, it's like, God damn it, I have no reason to hate you. You know what I mean? At least that's how I felt at the time in high school. And I remember, you know, she had braces for like half of high school and she came in first day of junior year, no braces, perfect teeth, perfect hair, perfect skin, perfect bod. And I just thought to myself, all right, this is the moment when I lose all hope that I will be the queen bee of this school. Not that I had any hope before, but anyway, so we're swapping stories and my friend kind of says in this um, very gossipy, almost devilish way, she says, you know what I heard about her? I heard that she gave Jonah Hill head. And my other friend who we were with at the time, there were three of us, my other friend was like, she what? She gave Jonah Hill head? How could she? And I remember thinking... What is the big problem here? I would give Jonah Hill head. Jonah Hill is a handsome guy, okay? I would get down on my knees and lick the tip of his dick and then do little swirls outside like an ice cream cone and then go all in on Jonah Hill's dick. He's also funny. I had such a crush on Jonah Hill, actually, when I originally saw Superbad, and it wasn't like... It wasn't even in the way that I thought he was so hot, but I was just attracted to him. When you see somebody who is able to kind of be the butt of the joke and especially a Hollywood guy, you know, there aren't a lot of fat actors who play predominantly fat roles and don't try to lose weight. Although I know Jonah Hill did lose weight later on in his career and played different roles. But at the time, that was very impactful for me to see somebody who was who appeared so confident on the screen, who was indisputably a larger guy. And also, he's a cutie. I mean, Google Jonah Hill. He's a handsome guy. Also, side note, my dad told me the other day that he found this podcast. I never told him that I was doing this podcast, but he found it and he listened to part of it. And he wrote me an email and he wrote me some really nice things about the podcast. But I just hope to God that he doesn't hear 
me say that I would suck the tip of Jonah Hill's penis. That would just be awful. But anyway, I digress. My point about that is just that this idea that somebody that you think is attractive would do a a sexual favor for somebody that you think is unattractive is super shallow. And I mean, I know that my friend... We were much younger back then, so I don't think she would say something like that now. But I was just thinking about that when I read this post because it reaffirmed the fact, the hard and true fact, that I would suck off Jonah Hill any day of the fucking week. You can quote me on that, by the way. But going back to this post... I knew kids growing up who wore a t-shirt in the pool and he's absolutely right. There are so many kids like that and it's one of those things that people kind of make fun of them on the side for wearing their shirt in the pool, not being confident. But at the same time, if they were to take off their shirt, people would probably be calling them fat and playing into this insecurity that they already have. So this this shirt is their protection. And, you know, when I was younger, I would never wear a two-piece, which I feel like is kind of the equivalent for a girl to wearing your shirt in the pool because you're covering more of your body. I never, ever wore a two-piece until... Until I was probably 22, 23, I never would dare to wear a two-piece. Maybe there was the occasional tankini, but we're talking like a sliver of skin. I would never show anything that didn't need to be shown at the beach or at the pool. I remember one experience I had. It was right after I returned from fat camp. As I've told you guys, I, I went I, for a summer. I went to fat camp and I went to my cousin's country club and I'm in a bathing suit. I'm at the pool and I hear my mom talking to my aunt and my aunt was saying, oh, she looks so cute in her bathing suit. And my mom was like, yeah, you know, I think going to that camp was really good for her because She didn't have to worry about being exposed at the pool and people judging her because there were other kids there who looked like her. This is all, you know, pretty much a direct quote from my mom. And at the time I was like, oh, mom, that's so embarrassing. Stop talking about my weight. Stop talking about my body at the pool. Honestly, I still feel like that. I, I, God, I just thinking about it makes me cringe. But the fact is, She was right in a way because I remember being at fat camp and being at the pool and feeling so free because there were other kids that looked like me and there were kids that were even bigger than me. And it was kind of a safe space for us to be at the pool or down at the lake and be wearing very little clothes and not feel like we were being judged. So it was true that I felt less self-conscious at fat camp. When I went to the pool, since there were people who looked like me, okay, but that is indicative of a bigger problem. And it's this problem that we feel we should be judged by people at the pool. If there are people that have different bodies than us, we kind of feel like we deserve to be judged by people in smaller bodies when we're at the pool or at the beach or at a place where people are wearing less clothing. And we don't deserve to be judged. Nobody deserves to be judged. 
it's your body and if you're at the pool what else are you supposed to wear you wear a fucking bathing suit to the pool and that's your body and that's what it is and there shouldn't have to be a safe space is my point we all should just respect each other and respect that our bodies look different from each other what is the big fucking deal? And obviously I'm I'm being reductive by saying what's the big fucking deal? I know what the big fucking deal is and it's that we have been taught to feel ashamed in society just by existing in our bodies. So that's why I fucking loved this Jonah Hill post. I applaud him so much, especially as a man, for coming forward and saying, hey, this is something that I never would have posted before. And to be honest, this is something I never would have even done before. I would have never even taken my shirt off before if I knew there were going to be cameras around or people around. But I've come this far and I want to tell you guys, you can take your shirt off. You should you should know that I accept you and I love you. And I, I just, I honestly teared up when I saw this Instagram post. I just, it was everything that I needed to read and... I hope that you guys gleaned some joy from that as well. Anyway, I feel like now I'm rambling, but let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to the spring and summer anxiety that I was referencing before, okay? The first thing that we need to figure out, if you're like me and you're feeling a little spring and summer body anxiety, where is this anxiety coming from, okay? Is the anxiety that you think people are going to judge you? Maybe you think that you've gained weight this past year with the pandemic and all the complications with staying at home and not being able to go to the gym and and whatever it may be. I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth, but if that's where it's coming from, how can you set yourself up for success? And just to be crystal clear, I do not mean how do we change our body before summer rolls around? Or how do we make our bodies look more acceptable to other people before it rolls around? That is not what this podcast is about. What I am talking about is how can I set myself up for success to exist in the body I already have and to feel fabulous and confident and ready to seize the summer? And this is what I've come up with that helps me. And obviously, you guys can always write to me if you have different specific concerns that you want me to address. But this is what has helped me when I feel insecure or when I'm a little unsure of how I'm going to feel wearing less clothing, whatever it may be um, when it comes to spring, summer, body anxiety. That I feel like that needs an acronym or something. Spring, summer, body anxiety. S-S-B-A. SBA. I don't know. Doesn't really work. Anyway, this is the first item on my list and it is really fucking important. Okay. Uh, and I realize we don't have all the money in the world. Money doesn't grow on trees. But make sure you have summer clothes that make you feel confident and comfortable. Guess what? If you don't feel comfortable in little denim shorts, you don't need to wear little denim shorts. There's no law in the spring summer handbook that says you need to wear fucking Daisy Dukes in order to look sexy and ready for summer. That's not a thing. But I know that when I was younger, 
I would try to wear things because I, I kind of thought that they looked good on other people, even if I didn't feel so comfortable in them. Like I would wear a lot of high-waisted shorts with crop tops. And whether or not it looked good, this isn't about that. It's not so much about how the clothes look. It's how they make you feel. And I just don't really feel comfortable with my stomach exposed, unless I'm at the beach and then it's fine because like I said, bodies are bodies at the fucking beach and what else are you supposed to fucking wear, okay? But I don't really like having my whole belly exposed and I don't have to, right? So for me, setting myself up for success, making sure that I have summer clothes that make me feel confident and comfortable, comfort is the key word here. For me, that might mean Sophie shorts. You know, do you remember Sophie shorts, those cheer shorts with the little rollover waistband? Honestly, pick yourself up a pair because they're really fucking comfortable and they're stretchy and they move with your body. And I honestly think they're way more flattering than a lot of denim shorts as well. So a pair of Sophie shorts and a nice thrifted t-shirt or a a baggy t-shirt with a cool print or a cool pattern or a bright color, that makes me feel confident and comfortable. And it's not about the way it looks. I'm sure to some people it looks a little bit sloppy, but I like to be able to move freely and not worry about how my stomach looks or how my worry about my belly being out, even though, you know, I know that I don't have that big of a belly. I hope you guys are catching on to what I'm what I'm saying. I'm not saying hide your body if you're a certain size or don't show things that you think are too big. It's more about what makes you feel comfortable and not forcing yourself to wear things that don't make you feel comfortable. I also think it's very helpful to have different bathing suit options. So again, I'm not saying that people above a certain size cannot wear a bikini. A bikini body is a body in a fucking bikini. So it doesn't matter what size you are. I think anybody can wear a bikini. But guess what? Sometimes you put on a bikini and you just don't feel good in it. And if you don't feel good in it, you might not have a good time at the beach because you're going to be feeling self-conscious the whole time and worried about how it looks on you or how you don't feel like yourself. So... Why put yourself through that pressure and that torment? Have different bathing suit options. So I'm kind of a bathing suit addict and I have like every kind of bathing suit. So I have one pieces. I have the high-waisted trend, which honestly, I actually don't think it really looks good on me. I think I look better with a low-waisted bottom because I I have a long body, so it kind of doesn't make me feel good. I I can't really explain it. Anyway, the point is I have different options for different moods. It's not a matter of having a bathing suit option for when I look bloated or when I feel chubby or anything like that. It's just if I do not feel great in my body that day, I can pick the right bathing suit and I can still go to the beach and not feel self-conscious about myself and my body. Also, if you have the means, get things altered if need be. So if you feel like something is too baggy on you 
but you still like it, consider taking it to be altered. You would be amazed what people can do. I mean, I just had a dress uh, shortened and taken in. I bought a dress a size larger than I normally would, and I took it to a tailor, and she worked magic on this fucking dress, and now it's going to be one of my staple dresses for summer. Here's another tip. Cute jackets. Okay. Cute jacket. I've never felt bad in a cute jacket. A cute jacket always makes me feel more put together. I feel like it adds a little bit of flash to a simple outfit. Think cute bomber jackets, nice denim jackets, maybe an army jacket. Maybe there's a, a like a shirt jacket trend going on. I think they call it a shacket. So yeah, we have a lot of options for cute jackets. Okay. Also cute cover-ups for swimwear. So if you feel a little bit exposed, you just throw on your cover-up. Um, also, I'm going to go back to it, but Sophie shorts and a really cool big t-shirt makes a great cover-up as well. And this is the most important one in my opinion, okay? Continue practicing intuitive eating in the same manner because going backwards and trying to eliminate certain things from your diet or watch your intake so that you don't gain weight before summer, that's actually going to make you feel worse. And it's just going to start up that cycle again. You don't want to do it to yourself. I promise you, you don't want to do it. And summer is only a few months. It lasts for a few months and then it's gone. Try to enjoy it. Eat fucking ice cream. I cannot wait to eat ice cream and not feel a chill in my bones. That is just one of the best things about summer to me is going ham on an ice cream cone. I eat ice cream like multiple days a week during summer and I just cannot get enough. Now, this is kind of going off of what I've been talking about with clothing, okay? But I said on the podcast fairly recently that I was going to try to be more conscientious about brands that I purchase clothing from and whether they have size-inclusive options. And it can be hard to do that as a straight-sized person because obviously way more options are available to straight-sized people. But that doesn't mean that we can't further the movement by supporting brands that actually are size-inclusive and are doing the work to make everybody feel represented and included. So I wanted to shout out some size-inclusive clothing brands that are accessible, all available online, and that you can patronize if whether you are a plus-size person or even if you're not a plus-size person, but you want to support brands that are actually doing the fucking work. So I just wanted to shout these guys out. And you may know some of these Some of these are very mainstream, but maybe you didn't know they have plus sizes or maybe you need a reminder to patronize them. So here we go. I think Aerie is a great brand. Aerie offers up to 2X, sometimes 3XL. Aerie has really great intimates, but they've also expanded and they have really good clothing as well. I have actually bought their leggings before. Their leggings are amazing. They're not slick like you know how you buy some leggings and they look like you slathered them in oil or something they're not like that at all they're just like a really soft cotton material 
really comfortable, whether you want to wear them for working out or just lounging. That's usually what I'm wearing my leggings for. Aries got really good leggings. Um, I know they have really good sports bras. They have really cute bathing suits. Speaking of bathing suits, I am a bathing suit addict and Aerie makes really good ones. Here's another one that I learned of fairly recently. It's called Adore Me. They offer up to 4X, which I think is pretty damn good. They have incredible lingerie, incredible lingerie. I just bought a smoking corset from them that I'm so excited. I can't wait to get it in the mail. By the way, none of these are sponsored, guys. I just, I I have a brand loyalty thing where I find brands that I like and I will patronize them until the day I die. And I'm excited to get this course that I, I also ordered some bathing suits from there. Surprise, surprise. Um, I think I ordered three bathing suits from there. I'm ridiculous. I have a problem. Also, they have a lot of actual plus size models that they rep on their site, which you would be surprised. It's actually hard to come by. And oftentimes, even for clothes that are available up to a 4X, they'll be showing a model in the photo wearing the clothes who's an XL or not even plus sized. And that is so fucked up. Adore Me is a very inclusive brand and they have models of all different sizes so you can see what the clothes actually look like. I just think they're amazing and they're a really good option, especially for lingerie, but also for, they have bathing suits, they have really comfy pajamas, and I'm pretty sure they have some clothing as well. So check it out. Madewell, which a tip for you guys, Madewell has crazy sales. Like every other week, it's like up to 70% off and they have really high quality denim really great jeans. I've bought jeans from there before. They make really nice knits, nice sweaters. I would highly recommend Madewell. They offer up to a 3X. So there you go. This is a new one that I learned about, Girlfriend Collective. That is for activewear. And their activewear is so chic and so expensive looking. I haven't bought anything from there, but I have been cruising the website pretty much nonstop for the past week. And I am definitely going to get a few choice items from Girlfriend Collective. Also, very size inclusive with their models. You can tell that they take it very seriously. It's primarily plus size activewear. So go for it. And then this is one that you might have seen on Instagram. I know that they're doing a lot of Instagram campaigns with influencers and there's a lot of hype around this company and the company is Parade. And once again, underwear and intimates. I'm I'm just, you guys are going to have so much nice new underwear after hearing my lists. They offer up to a 3X and they're really cute underwear. Yeah, nothing more to say about that. Juicy actually just did a collab with them and the Juicy Parade underwear is so cute and so reminiscent of the 2000s. I mean... It screams me and I'm going to have to get some myself. Another thing that I wanted to clue you guys in on if you don't know about this yet or if you just haven't tapped into it yet, shopping vintage and resale can be very challenging for anybody, but especially for people who are plus size because vintage clothing runs very small. So I wanted to give you guys some tips for 
shopping resale, shopping sustainable, shopping vintage, first of all, you want to use the Instagram shops. There are Instagram shops that offer incredible curated vintage clothing. You can find exactly the aesthetic that you're looking for. And furthermore, there are accounts that specialize in plus size vintage clothing. And I'm going to tell you about some that I discovered. I actually hadn't been following any except for one that I need to shout out right now. My friend Megan Ixum, who has been on this show, she's Miss Giggles with three G's on Instagram. She started a new company. It's called Plus Thrift Jersey City. And the handle for the Instagram is Plus Thrift JC. So it is based out of Jersey City, but they mail pieces all over the country. I'm not sure if they do international, but I, I know that they can mail it to you if you're outside the tri-state area. Definitely check it out because she has some incredible pieces on there and it is specifically catered to plus size women. Some other plus size resale shops that you can check out on Instagram. I'm going to write these in the show notes, by the way, for you guys. So I'm just going to quickly read them off. There's shop.fatties great clothing. The Series New York, or actually the Series NY is the handle. This is repurposed recycled clothing. So they take recycled vintage clothing and repurpose them into new pieces that look totally unique and funky. And I just, I love their stuff. A few more, there's More Than Your Average is a great plus size resale shop. And Plus Brooklyn is another one that I've actually heard from people that I know who are plus size, that they love Plus Brooklyn. And the last one is, let me see if I can read this, Vintage by Marquee, spelled V-I-N-T-I-J by Marquee. The way that these clothes are styled is so cool. I'm going to have a hard time resisting buying some pieces. Um, And once again, you know, vintage pieces, they can be pretty pricey. They can be pricey. But I I truly believe, especially if there aren't a lot of options available to you, investing in really good pieces that you know you love, you know you're going to wear, and you know you're going to feel absolutely fabulous in, it's a great place to put your money if you can afford a few pieces, right? Just make sure that, These pieces go with things that already exist in your closet and then you're golden. Then you know you're going to be wearing them and you know you're going to feel great in your vintage fucking clothes. And finally, I just wanted to give you some general tips when shopping resale if you choose to go that route. And this applies to pretty much everybody, not just plus size people. I find that these tips work for me as well as a 5'8 woman who whenever I shop vintage coats, the arms are always too short. When I get pants, the legs are often too short. You know, if you're looking for clothes that were made in the 60s or 70s, they're all going to be very, very small. Look for pieces from the 80s and 90s because those eras, there tend to be way more size inclusive options and earlier eras for whatever reason that I haven't gotten fully into to be honest they run very very small secondly buy knits okay I know that we're talking about spring and summer and you don't think knits fit the bill but they do 
even if you find a really nice thin knit sweater, you can cut the sleeves off. You can crop it. You can do so many things with it. Or you could just wear it as a light summer sweater. And I think knits look timeless and so expensive, okay? Also, if you're unsure of your size, especially when you're shopping online or you're shopping through an Instagram shop and it's hard to tell, you know, what your size is or if something's the right size for you, find out if measurements are available and use your measurements. Take out the measuring tape, measure your whole body up and down, know your measurements and match them with the measurements that are available through the shop. And that's just going to give you peace of mind and it'll help you not waste money on things that don't fit you. Also, when in doubt, buy clothes that are a little bit larger than you think they should be and you can always have them altered or you could go for a more oversized look. Altering is more for, you know, pants or a more tailored item of clothing. But I personally also really like wearing things oversized. And I think that's a really cool look no matter what size you are. And yeah, I mean, those are my tips going into summer. Honestly, dressing myself and finding pieces that make me feel really confident and making sure that I'm not trying to wedge myself into this very narrow spring summer look, but actually wearing things that make me feel comfortable and confident. Even if that doesn't look like what X, Y, and Z Instagram models are wearing on their summer vacation when they're, you know, going on yachts and blowing dudes in exchange for vacations to Croatia. It still is my summer look and it's a little more unique to me. And that confidence is going to radiate and you will just feel more attractive. You will feel more positive. You will feel more energized. You're going to be having a hot girl summer wearing what you want and what makes you feel fucking comfortable. I'll tell you, I personally really like wearing shorts. As I said before, you know, the Sophie shorts, whatever. And I also like a denim short. I really like shorts because I'm confident about my legs. I love showing off my legs. I love the feeling of the sunlight on my legs, especially because I live in New York. And for most of the year, my legs never see the sun and they get dry and they get white as the God's given snow. So in the summer, feeling the sun on my legs makes me feel sexy. So I love wearing shorts. But then again, I know a lot of women who are really self-conscious about wearing shorts and they don't like it and they feel like they chafe and their thighs rub together and they get sweaty. So you don't have to wear shorts if you don't want to. You could wear long flowy dresses. You could wear pants, you know, pants that have a wide leg and give you a little more ventilation. These are just a couple of ideas, but Write in, you guys, slide into my DMs and tell me if you would like me to get more in depth about fashion on the Patreon because I know you guys really liked the vlog that I did about dressing your body from a body neutral slash body positive perspective. And clearly there's so many more thoughts that I have, but I just don't really know if you guys want that content from me. So definitely let me know if you do. And slide into my DMs in general. You can find me at Lubination on Instagram. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow R.I.P. Diets on Instagram at 
RIP Diets. And if you want to email me, you can email me at ripdiets at gmail.com. If you want to join the private Facebook group where shit pops off, go to Facebook, type RIP Dieters into the search bar, request to be added. I normally add people within 12 to 24 hours sometimes less, sometimes 12 to 24 minutes if I'm being honest. So go ahead. It's really popping off in there. And we have really interesting discussions. I actually find that the people who write in there point me in the direction of really cool articles and sometimes steer the direction of the podcast. That Jonah Hill post I originally saw in the Facebook group. So I just think it's a really fun way to get more involved in this community and to make this show exactly what you want and need it to be. Finally, you guys, if you want even more content from me, go to patreon.com slash rip diets. And for $6.99 a month, you get access to bonus podcasts, videos, vlogs. I have a wide breadth of content on there from dressing your body from a body positive perspective to my boyfriend picks everything I eat in a day to talking about my personal mental health and my well-being and my recovery. You get a really intimate look into how it feels and looks to be steeped in recovery and to take recovery really seriously and how much it actually plays into my daily life, but also how beautiful my life is now and how simple my life is now from having gone through recovery and having taken it that seriously. So I would encourage you guys to check it out. That's patreon.com slash rip diets. And that's it, you guys. I hope that this episode was beneficial to you in some way. And I'll see you guys next week for a brand new edition of RIP Diets. Peace out. Peace out.